Happy holidays, everybody. It's December the 21st, 2018. You're listening to the new Channel Q, Sidebar with John Duran. And uh, it, it's an exciting December 21st because as I am speaking, the United States Senate is deciding to shut down the government to give poor crybaby Donald the wall that he wants. And the Donald's getting ready to send uh, federal workers all across the country home without paychecks at Christmas time. Meanwhile, Secretary of Defense Mattis has resigned because the Donald's putting us into serious nuclear threat territory with Iran and Syria and Russia. And you know what? It seems like the whole world is in utter chaos. And I have decided that this December 21st, the winter solstice, we will go for the next two hours without talking about Donald Trump. How about that, kids? How about we not talk about Donald Trump and instead talk about what's really important at the holiday times, and that's our family and friends. We've got a great lineup coming up. First top of the hour, Reverend Keith Mozingo and Reverend Lucia Chappell from the Metropolitan Community Churches are coming here, two of our LGBT reverends, to talk about what the Christmas time season means for LGBT people. And then they're going to be followed by Dennis Osborne and Byron Noreen two Hollywood movie expert buffs who know about everything about everything about movies and Christmas time and this season in the movies and they're going to tell us all the films that we need to watch at home over the next week with our loved ones or if you're stuck back in Arkansas with Uncle Harry and Aunt Louise you will know exactly what movies to show them to get them feeling the spirit of the season at least from an LGBT perspective and then finally at the end of the show Dr. Christmas himself, the irreverent Bob Pranga, who is called Dr. Christmas, because that's what he does all year round. He goes around decorating Hollywood celebrity homes and corporate headquarters, and the man, he just spews out Christmas. Every pore of his body is all about the Christmas season. So we are going to have a holly jolly, a merry berry. We are just going to have a great two hours here thinking about what's really important as we draw 20 2018 to a close. We know 2019 is going to be full of hurdles and hills and all sorts of drama and chaos because that's just life, kids. But for the next two weeks, during the final two weeks of the year, let's just focus on what really counts. That man or woman you're sharing a bed with every night, the dogs at your feet, the children maybe in your home, your nephews. and this, Nobody nobody loves being the gay uncle more than me. I, I am Uncle John to seven of the most darling nephews and nieces in the world, and I can hardly wait to spend Christmas Eve with them. And that's what this season's all about, and that's what we're all going to get through together. And we're going to kick it off right. So for the next two hours... Set aside what's happening in Washington, D.C. It's not even important. Set aside what's happening in the world. Set aside what's happening all over this planet and all the drama and the trauma. And let's instead focus on what really counts for LGBT people. And you know what that is, kids? Yep. You, me, one another, the community, those we love, and those who love us. That's all that matters at the end of the day. So, happiest of holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah if you already had it. Happy Kwanzaa starting next week. We're going to be all about the Yuletide kids. We'll see you after the commercial break.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Happy holidays, everybody. If you're at home and you're being a Grinch or a Grinchot, stay tuned because we're going to be about cheering you up. We are joined now by two of our LGBT members of the clergy, Reverend Lucia Chappell and Reverend Keith Monzingo from the Metropolitan Community Churches. Welcome, guys. Thank you for having Thank us. Happy. So happy solstice. Happy solstice. It's very true. Today, December 21st, the shortest day of the year, a pagan holiday when people would celebrate the fact that it was the dead cold of winter, but there was always that flame, that fire, that hope in the middle of the deadest time of night and winter. I mean, that's where the pagan holiday got started. And that's where the Christian holiday got started because the Christian calendar was aligned with that to go along with how the people were worshiping and feeling already. Already. I heard that. I actually heard mm-hmm. that a Jesus of Nazareth, being an actual historical figure, was probably born in April or May. Exactly. But, but the church put his birthday mm-hmm. to coincide mm-hmm. with the pagan holidays. The return of the sun. The return of the sun. Oh, very cool. This is really, really cool. So We've got LGBT people listening, I'm sure, all over the country. And, you know, the holidays can be really heavy with sadness or grief or blues. What, what as spiritual leaders, the two of you, what, what, what are you, what's your holiday sermon going to be uh, this Christmas time? Ah, the holiday season. Well, you know, traditionally you talk about during the Advent season of hope and joy and love and peace. And I think part of it is that number one and you quoted me one time on this john um i preach from the pulpit that sometimes we're the walking wounded uh, because there are there are a lot that are alone lonely uh and finding all sorts of ways to to fill that void but also it is a time of happiness and joy and excitement uh so my quote is that you know not we not only have to be the walking wounded, but we become the wounded healers, hmm. and we keep going because you you walk through it together. We're in this together. Uh, Lucia and I were talking about earlier that this is a time. See, my parents are gone. I, I don't have family necessarily to go home to. They have the ones that aunts and uncles that are left have cousins. You know, they have their own families now. Right, and that nuclear unit is is broken because of age and deaths along the way. But we have chosen family. That's right. As and LGBT usually people. that comes in our community. We we find our own family, and many times it's before our parents are gone. Yeah, very very true. Very very true. Lucy, what are you doing for the holiday season? What what what, what do you have traditions? Eating. You <laughs> I cook and I bake and I eat. Oh my God, that sounds awesome. Yes. My own yes. culture, Latino culture, it's all about tamales. It's going to be all about Christmas tamales coming up. Uh, you have any traditions or rituals that you do this time of year? Well, you know, I um, back in the 80s, 
when we had a women's church, a women's all women's MCC here, we had a set of our own Christmas carols that really put women into the center of that story. Oh, very and cool. so I kind of go back to that. Oh, very and, cool. And thinking about it, it's, it's, it's all about birthing, it's about women taking power. Women being part of the magic, right. you know, of the seasons turning. Right, right. And, um, and it's about being able to see in the darkness. Wow, very And very that's, cool. if, if we're, I know we're not supposed to say the T word, but in, the, in times of, of tea times, <laughs> yes. Yes. seeing in the darkness, that's, that's that big. Is, so I, I do rituals around that, around those old songs and... Yeah, oh, very, very cool. And Keith, you're from the South, clearly. Yes. I, we can tell by that, that <laughs> Yes, draw. I'm from Eastern North Carolina. <laughs> Are there traditions you adhere to or that you try to bring to life? Well, yes. Obviously, we you know we put up a Christmas tree. I, w- I f- was looking desperately for a Christmas tree. And we had a flood in Baton Rouge two years ago when I was pastoring. And I lost almost all my Christmas decorations. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So this year, it's like being started over um, – afresh and finding something new but also um just the spiritual part you know there are two christmases there's the the what it's really about with christ's birth and when i say really about for the christian community mm-hmm. but it's also a secular part too right but i want to do the spiritual side i'm glad that i grew up in a family that had both santa claus and jesus okay <laughs> I, I must tell you because the jesus part was the serious we, part we always put santa in the manger scene that's right kids. that's we right a little Santa That's Claus right. in there next to the we shepherds. We did. We did. We even had mistletoe in our home, and I'm not sure why, because nobody kissed <laughs> you under it. Right, you didn't It was a you custom. We didn't, we didn't know. But uh, <laughs> we didn't know about the reason the mistletoe was there. But we have Christmas Eve service at our church. And for me, that's it, it's my favorite service of the year. Now, coming from a Pentecostal background, you would never think that the lessons and carols would be my favorite service. Right. But it's there's no sermon, so there's no prep for a sermon. We are we are there and community to be quiet for a moment from all of the busyness of the season. Right. Right. For all the craziness of, you know the. The month before Christmas is the busiest month for ministers. It just oh, is. We're wow. crazy. Yeah. And and so trying to get ready for that. But the Christmas Eve service, it's like you sit down and realize this is why I'm here. This is what it is. And Reverend Alejandro Escoto and I were working on the Christmas Eve uh service yesterday a little uh-huh. bit, tweaking it up a little bit. And he was trying to make it difficult. I was like, Alex slow down this is the simplest service we do all year (laughs) it is so simple we want people to come and just sit and just feel the moment you hear the traditional story and hear the traditional carols and then we light a candle uh, of the light of the world and then we go home it's the time to just rest and 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 take in the moment Right, right but like i said there's the secular part too um, we want to not just go out and 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 have service. People kept asking me, we're going to have a Christmas Day service? And I'm like, why? We're having two Christmas Eve services. Why don't we be service in, oh, and do service? So we, we're opening up the church for from 11 to 3, to, and we've invited homeless people. We've invited the groups that meet in our church, a lot of AA groups and other whatever A right, right, groups right. that are meeting there. 
don't be alone if that's your issue. If you don't want to be, come and eat with us. We'll yeah. provide the food. You just come and we'll we'll laugh and cut up. But you know, we might be out after all of that servicing. We may be out on the on the town uh, dancing the night away somewhere <laughs> because that's what we do. And you know what? That's what pagans did during the winter solstice. They mm-hmm. would gather around the winter campfire and they would dance and drink wine and celebrate the feast. Enjoy I mean, it. Yeah, a lot of the traditional like Christian ideology actually has a link of back to the oh, pagan and ancient yeah. people. Because uh, it was all about the people. Well, right, it was, it was. How, what people did and, and what people felt. In the darkest of times, like in yes. the deepest, darkest, yes. coldest winter, the people would still gather and remember what really mattered yes. at the end of the day. That's actually a great inspiration. You know, I'm, I'm a practicing Episcopalian. That's Catholic light, right? I was All raised right. Catholic, but couldn't do the Catholic thing for much longer. Went over to St. Thomas the Apostle, Hollywood mm-hmm. Gardner. So I've got my rituals that I do every year. But mm-hmm. I actually take a lot of comfort linking myself to cultures across time and space. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like humanity has always yes. done this. It's yes. always celebrated uh, You know, the idea of hope or light or something springing forth out of the really awful times. That's what it's feeling like yes. right now for yes. me. Absolutely. Right now for me. Yeah. We've got to do it. Yeah, and like you said, service. So I, I sing in the gay men's chorus. I think you all know that. Yes. The chorus would go uh, Christmas caroling at AIDS hospices during the 80s and 90s, right? So nobody would be alone. Well, in this day and age, people aren't dying of HIV and AIDS like they did in the 80s and 90s. Thank but the God. chorus, thank God. <laughs> but the chorus is still going out because there's yes. still people in hospitals yes. and hospices yes. from cancer and other things. Yes. So about finding a service project, I think that's really important too. And I love seeing the chorus at the thing in uh, at the in LA Music Center. Oh, the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion oh, every year Christmas. I have a story about that. that I'm gonna, you're going to love. We have to take a commercial break, but when we come back, we'll talk about that. You're listening to all of us here. So Sidebar with John Duran on Channel Q. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
Have a happy holly jolly, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Sacramento, Palm Springs, Phoenix, Las Vegas, and our listeners out in Houston. Happy holidays to everybody. So before the break, I left you with a cliffhanger. Who shot JR? We were just talking about that. that my young producer here might not know what that means, but and we were right. He didn't. Uh, but uh, the Gay Men's Course. So 30 years ago, uh, the county of Los Angeles has an annual holiday celebration, Christmas Eve. All the cultures of L.A. come together at the Dorothy Chandler for a six-hour special. And uh, the Gay Men's Course asked 30 years ago, can we come on? And they said, yes, but you have to take the word gay out of your name. You'll just have to be the Men's Chorus of Los Angeles. And the guys 30 years ago said, we won't do that. But wait a minute, you're, you're the county, you're the government, you can't dictate speech. Went to court and won. And they grudgingly put the chorus in and little like one song to like get it over with. Well, it turned out the guys were so good that for the last 29 years, they've been the finale act and we All get right. to sing three songs because yes. nobody brings Christmas time like LGBT people. Like we That's bring right. it. We Amen bring it. That's right. We are the rockets of Christmas time. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a really fairy time. It's yes. magic all that, around. And that's what we're good at. Mm-hmm. We're really good at mm-hmm. making magic. Yeah. And making flesh and spirit all the same. Oh, wow. Ooh. Wow. You want to expand on that? that? That's amazing. Well, you know, it's when we talk about our consciousness as queer people, we've developed a consciousness about our bodies and our spirits, our attitudes toward the world. We've had to make conscious choices that other people don't never had to make. So our sensitivity to that notion of incarnation is really powerful. That is powerful. I never really, you know, you're right. I never really think about that. There's an automatic default. If you're heterosexual, this is, you, this is you, what you are as a man. This is what you are as a woman. You are to get married, have children. You are to prosper and die. <laughs> That's your path, that, right? right? That's what culture dictates. Mm-hmm. LGBT people, we're stuck at square one trying to figure it all out and having to recreate. You're very. That's very, very true. Well, there's something to be happy about over the holidays. Absolutely. Wow. Rejoice. Rejoice. <laughs> Rejoice is right. I like what you said, too, about putting women back into the center of the story. Because, you know, I, I know just enough about religion to be a danger to myself and others, right? I know just enough about it. That's good. Yeah, that's good. That is yes, good, right? That's probably right, right? a really good thing. But actually, uh, you know, the Jesus figure, he was a pretty radicalized guy. And yeah. he really brought women into positions of power. Mary Magdalene wasn't a hooker or a whore. She was a woman spiritual leader. The early church made her that because they were so threatened about a woman being powerful. Well, later on, I mean, do you know there's even one of one of St. Paul's deacons who was named Junius in the New Testament that a professor named Bernadette Bruton in her research discovered it was really Junia. Wow, it was a woman. And somebody later changed it because they thought, oh, this couldn't be a powerful woman. Right. We've got to fix this. This is just a mistake. Right, right. Yeah. And that's happened you know? repeatedly, repeatedly throughout history. Yeah. So you know, so yeah, we when the mar- and that's another thing that's very queer. When the margins come into the center of the story, 
it turns everything upside down. Oh my God, I love that. And that is the story of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and the Island of Misfit Toys. Yes, uh, like absolutely. That holiday special, I always felt like one of the misfit toys. The train <laughs> with the square wheels or the bird that swam instead of fly. I completely related to that. Keith's first sermon during Advent was on Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Really? Yes, it he was. He even put on a red nose. <laughs> <I did. laughs> what was your sermon about with Rudolph? Well, it it is about how we all have become, uh, as a queer community, we do sometimes feel like we're on the Isle of Misfit Toys. And I always say, you know, that was one of the reasons our whole denomination was started. There was nowhere else to go. Right. There was no uh, other place. Now, there were other places to go worship if you, going back to your story while ago, mm-hmm. if you changed your life, if you tried right. to change who you were. Or just hit it. Or just kept it yes, secret. hit it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was nowhere to be that they weren't trying to get the gay out of. You pray the gay away, they would say. Right. And and so, you know, Troy Perry starts this prayer meeting in his house that turns into a denomination. And now we have Christopher Street West parades and gay parades all over the world. And we have a lot of legislation that we would not have because it wasn't just about people think that if you're, you know, Christian or, or other faith, that it's just about walking around being some faith zombie. Um, in the spiritual world all the time. But it was really about making a difference. And we're still trying to do that. I mean, outside of our church, um, we have a a Mary and a Joseph and a baby Jesus, but they're not in the regular nativity set. Each one of them is separated in a cage and chained to the fence. Oh, my gosh. Because of what's happening at our borders. borders And we're trying to make a statement. And and one of the church members came and said, well, you know, we, we got white ones um shouldn't we have put a uh, brown skin and i said no absolutely not um I said, I purposefully said, when we go out finding these, we have to find the white ones, because otherwise the audience won't get it. Right, right. They yeah. won't. They won't care if it's brown people in there. Yeah, well, sadly, a lot of people in this country. That's exactly. They will they care if it's a white person locked up, though. So yeah. get the white Mary and the white. Joseph, Joseph and the white Jesus. Mm-hmm. But uh, going back to Rudolph, we, it, our sermon series has been about Christmas through the classics of, of movies. And of course, I love Burl Ives. You know, he was one of my favorites. But yeah. I've always, like you, John, felt like I was on the island of misfit toys. Right. And and how do we fit in? And so the name of the sermon was Misfits Fitting In. <laughs> I love Because it. we can get to it, but it takes a lot of forgiveness. Yeah. It takes a lot of being willing to be in the same room with people that disagree with you or who at least whether they're virulent or if they're just silently in disagreement, whether they accept, whether they you know, they're varying degrees for us queer folks with yeah, our yeah, yeah. heterosexual families and friends, you know. Some like to tolerate, some like to accept, some like to don't talk about it and then it's not real in my head kind of thing. <laughs> but it is real. You know, it is real. And so it's not that I try to hide. I try to be respectful of other people's beliefs. But I also know that the one thing that all faiths share is that golden rule, that that we treat other people the way we want to be treated. Ain't that the truth? That's the bottom That's line the bottom for all line, of it. bottom line truth. It is. You know, and looking at your, I hate to keep, you know, banging your Rudolph analogy just down to the, the core here, but what made Rudolph different, what he thought was a disability, this nose that shined, what he tried to hide actually became the thing 
That saved the story. That saved the story. Exactly. saved the story. Exactly. It saved all the children all over the world. <laughs> so if we could save all the children all over the world, maybe we're supposed to stay with what we are, what is a, what, what we saw as a flaw or mm-hmm. is right. now the gift. Yeah, and that was reemphasized in the, uh, the Greatest Showman, the song This Is Me. I mean, the bearded lady, right? The, the, the tall man, the, 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 all the misfits, the freaks. Yeah, turned out to be uh, the heroes in that story. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's so very true. Well, I know we've only got a minute left here, so why don't you tell us about your your holiday services in case people here in Los Angeles wish to attend? Yes, we have an eight o'clock p.m. service in Spanish, although it'll be somewhat bilingual, and Reverend Alejandro Escoto will lead that service. Lots of fun, lots of singing, and then at Christmas 10, Eve. That's this is Christmas Eve, yes, and Christmas Eve at ten thirty p.m. A service in English that is is more traditional uh, hymns and carols. And, and you're in the Los Feliz area, right? We are. We're at forty six oh seven. Prospect, Prospect Avenue, Avenue. between Vermont and Rodney, right Wonderful. near the Starbucks. Wonderful. <laughs> yes, a block off of Hollywood Boulevard. Well, and please look at um, mccchurches.org or .net, .org, um, where you can look up churches that are in the other areas, in Palm Springs, all Sacramento, all those, everywhere. All you called. Mm-hmm. Yes. Everyone, yeah, awesome. All right, y'all, we'll see you all. Have a happy holiday. Thank you Thanks. for joining me. Happy we'll be holiday. right back after this break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, happy as the holidays, everybody. That's We Need a Little Christmas by Percy Faith and his orchestra. But of course, that song uh, known from Auntie Mame, one of my favorite holiday movie classics. Uh, I know it's not completely holiday, but I watch it every Christmas anyway because I love Rosalind Russell. And our guests now, Dennis Osborne and Byron Noreen, two of my friends who know everything about anything you'd want to know about the movies. I, well, I hope so. Actually, I do know something. You just made a mistake. There you go. Mm-hmm. You see, first mistake. Oh, Byron's on huh? Um, okay, yeah, what's my I mistake? I was waiting for him to mention that. Okay, <laughs> who wants to point out my... my that I, is not from Auntie Mame. The Broadway show Auntie Mame, isn't no, it? the Broadway show Mame. Ah. With Angela <laughs> Lansbury. Okay, Angela's guys. Way. Now you see what you're in for for the next half hour. These guys are going to hold uh, every I be dotted and T crossed. No, I think Mame. probably 99.9% of your audience probably knew that. Okay. It's mm-hmm. just me you're then. probably the only one that did. And you sang that in the chorus. Oh, whatever. Saying. Whatever, Dennis. <laughs> and, uh, we... No, it's from Mame uh, the, with Lucille Ball, actually. Um, actually, and it was dreadful. Yeah, it's The a Lucille really, Ball really B. Arthur episode was just I saw came out it on once. Blu-ray actually. Yeah, I will never watch it again. Rosalind mm-hmm. Russell is the only yeah. way to watch Anti-Man. Oh, definitely. All right. Which also was out on Blu-ray too. Just so tell that. me, Hollywood classics. It's Hollywood holiday time. You're at home by yourself cuddled up with a, a cup of hot chocolate or you're with Aunt Harry and Uncle Louise. We cross gender here. Uh, you know, and you don't want to be home with them and you want to watch some holiday classic. What what do you recommend? Um I, of course, there's so many different ones. It depends on the mood that you're after. I mean, if you're if you're alone and depressed, then you'd want to watch something depressing. I would think, such but, as 
Um, well, there's God, there's so many. I well, think there's probably more depressing life, Christmas yeah. movies than. <laughs> well, it's a Wonderful Life actually has such a, a uplifting ending that it erases all the the bad well, feelings. Well, thank God, about it. I love It's a Wonderful Life. One of and everybody favorites. has seen those, but but I thought you might be more interested in more off the beaten path ones, such that as. Are, um, my favorite of all time is um, A Christmas Memory with Geraldine Page. I've never heard of it. What is it? It's it was a 1966. Yeah, and it was originally on Studio One. Um, yeah, ABC. It was a it was an hour long uh, ABC Studio One special. And uh, Studio One means something completely different to me. You understand? There were those an- anthology series they did ah. on television. Oh, okay. There was Studio One. There was uh, oh, so it's a television Westinghouse movie. Hour. Television. Oh, yeah. It was it was for television actually, directed by Richard Perry, based on Truman Capote's short story Christmas Memory. Huh. And it's one of the not only one of the greatest. Christmas movies, but one of the greatest performances by an actor that you've ever seen. Geraldine Page is just astonishing in it. And it's got humor. It's completely heartbreaking. Um, <laughs> Sounds uplifting. But oh, it is, it's, it will definitely, it will definitely, it will definitely make you cry for yeah. days afterwards. In fact, well, the first time I saw it, I don't know, I was probably in my 20s. I literally couldn't think about it days afterwards because I would just start choking up and wow tell me the title one more time a christmas Christmas memory with geraldine page yeah it's in public domain now so you can see versions of it on youtube Hmm. um that are it the quality isn't that great but 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 it's available on youtube um byron what about you what what are some of your top holiday classics well that is definitely at the top and i think i've cried every time i've seen it and now just listening to the theme music i start crying too i don't cry but i'll think about it but um (laughs) i only think about crying i only think about crying but if (laughs) You want to go to the other spectrum for a second. I think my other favorite currently would be uh, Christmas in Connecticut with Barbara Stanwyck and Dennis oh, Morgan. And that one I've heard of. And um, Yeah, that one will not depress you. No. It's that happy? One, it's very, yes, it's, it's happy, very sweet. It's romantic, but it seems sort of revolutionary because it's a romantic comedy, but it's actually romantic and it's actually funny. And I didn't think that was really possible until I saw it. Is that a 1940s thought, movie? Or yes. 19- oh, yeah. Yeah. I love that era. Yeah, with Dennis Morgan, who actually Byron is a look-alike of Dennis Morgan. They're, they're, mm-hmm. That's his doppelganger. Byron's a very handsome kid. So if you were in the studio, you'd see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I found out that he was born several hours from where I was born. So maybe we are related. But anyway. It could be. There's got to be. Wow. Gotta be. Wow. What else? I mean, we were talking earlier with my other two guests about the story of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Ranger, the island of misfit toys, about how LGBT people often feel that they are misfit toys. Uh, any kids' classics that are like must-dos? I love Christmas Carol. I know you're probably going to dish me, Dennis, for loving Christmas Carol, but no, I love what? Christmas Carol. Of course, it's fantastic. Which version do you like? The one with uh, George C. Scott. I actually think George C. Scott does an incredible yeah, version of that. It's like the 1970s, I think. Or? I think my favorite one is the Alistair Sim version because it's 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 really grainy and gritty. And what and, year? What is this? Like uh, the 40s God, I think or 30s? 50. Five fifty-six, something wow. around there, wow. in the mid fifties. But there's also a great uh, blooper in that. Um, is that when he goes into the mirror at the end after he's realizing, you know, what he's done and he's changing, he goes into the mirror to smile and be happy, and you could see the camera crew standing there right behind him in oh, the mirror, no, you're lit kidding. up just like he is. And oh, so no. it's always one of my favorite. There's the ghost when... of the camera crew. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
Yeah, of course. No, there's nothing wrong with liking that. Why would I? Why would I? Shame I don't know because we've been friends so long. If you've seen opportunity to dish me, you're going to take it. <laughs> I, I resent that. Um, but another one of my favorites is the homecoming, which was the, the which was the became the basis of the Waltons. Oh, really? And oh. like a Christmas memory, it's very rural. It's about a family in depression and with not a lot of money. But it's really really wonderful and uplifting as well it's that's another one you should miss and that's available on dvd that's that is an a really astonishing christmas wow. movie all right you guys stick around because we're going to get dig more into holiday movie classics and television specials when we're back after the top of the hour you're listening to us here on sidebar with john duran on channel q this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to Sidebar with John Duran, and we are visiting with Dennis Osborne and Byron Noreen, Hollywood movie buffs. They know everything. They are buff on movies. <laughs> they are buff on movies. Well, we do, we, we're trying to learn everything. We don't know everything. There's, <laughs> there's still a lot to learn. Well, uh, and we were talking during the break that there may be some obscure movies or television shows that people should really see maybe they don't know about. So. Yeah, I was surprised you have never seen the Judy Garland Christmas special, which I is also available never, on DVD. I have never seen the Judy I, Garland. That really astonishes me. Do you take, of all people. You're going to take my gay card away. I think so. Wow. It, I, I, I haven't seen it. Confiscate it when you leave the building or something, <laughs> if the word gets out. Who is on it with Judy Garland? Her family and um, Jack Jones and uh, and Liza Minnelli has this. As a, a child great, or as a teen? Or she a... was a, I think she was about 20. Wow. Um, she but, looked 14. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's, I mean, they're astonishing. It's uh, Judy is an incredible voice and she sings this these amazing I, I just, I'm really, I'm just, I can't get Have yourself a Merry Little Christmas. That's one of my favorites when she sings it. Because you can tell she's heartbroken when she's singing it. I love that. Yeah. I don't think she sings it in that special, but she, I can't remember the name of the song she does sing this ballad, but it's, it's one of the most beautiful things she's ever sang. But it's also very bright and home. I mean, anyway, you, you go home and watch it. Okay. Right now, get out, get out, get of, out of my chair. Right <laughs> yeah. But that one you should definitely watch. Um, what other one, Byron? You were just about to inhale, I noticed. I was just respiring, but... Um, <laughs> well, I think I could send a total curveball that isn't actually technically a Christmas movie, but if you're more the avant-garde experimental type, yeah. uh, The Garden by Derek Jarman, if you are also suffering from Catholic damage, might be cathartic to watch around wow. this time. Um, it features, it's basically making a parallel between uh, the church's persecution of homosexuals and the persecution of Christ, but there is a sequence that has a lot of Santa Clauses sort of poking oh, and prodding this wow. gay couple, and you can also see Tilda Swinton as the Virgin Mary with baby Jesus being chased by paparazzi. Oh my God! And who that wouldn't is want very... to see that? Exactly. <laughs> that is very avant-garde. What? What is it? What's the title? It's again? called The Garden. Okay. Uh, by Derek Jarman, who's a British, very famous British queer filmmaker. Wow, that an activist and artist. Yeah, this one another obscure, another obscure one you want to throw out. Um, there's 
an old Lee Remick TV movie that that I actually it might be just me liking it though because I, it, it's also written by the same writer who wrote the Homecoming. Um, it's called. Um, the gift of love, and it's it's one of those very depressing Christmas stories. But Lee Remick is amazing, and Angela Lansbury's in it. Oh, um, and it's also available on the DVD. And that's an obscure one that I like to watch alone because I know no one else will really feel <laughs> what I feel when I watch it. But no, we actually just watched it, didn't we, a couple of weeks ago? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? It, and I don't think Byron had the same response I did to it, but. I find it very, very sad, and and uh, very. It's very Christmas. Maybe he was also. astonished at seeing your reaction. Maybe he was more fascinated by that. I was actually just watching him cry the whole time. <laughs> it was a great performance. Wow! <laughs> I knew he was watching Dennis? me. That's why I really let go. <laughs> you let it go. <laughs> you need to see me vulnerable. Um, and then there's also uh, House Without a Christmas Tree, which a lot of people love. It's it's okay, but it's another one of those depressing, obscure. What is this Christmas theme movies. with you and depressing Christmas? Because movies? Because Christmas is depressing. Everybody knows. I that. guess for some people it is. I mean, it's very blues. It's, yeah, it can be a very blue period of time. Yeah, but all the most successful Christmas movies, uh, well, I guess TV movies are depressing. Hmm. You I mean, know. they must just I mean, tap Miracle. into that feeling that people. I mean, the holidays for me are mixed with joy and sadness. It's it's just a yes, great and that's what and that's what these movies are mostly too. Yeah, but I, I like Unless to have them reconciled the, at the end with happy. Yes, well, yeah. they usually do, of course. Yeah, except I guess a Christmas memory with Geraldine Page is is not a reconciliation at the end. It's with happiness, but but it's still very emotionally uh, satisfying. It's. I mean, I can't recommend that one enough. I guess not. I mean, if you like zaniness, there, I know that Elf is very popular right now. I love Elf. I, I think it's so overrated. Just, <laughs> we just you watched were it say that. because we I just love watched it. it. And and believe me, Will is extremely talented, very very talented. But I we just watched it a couple nights ago, and I thought, what do people see in this thing? It's, it's the Bob Newhart character. Bob well, Bob Newhart, Newhart is, yeah, of course. Bob Newhart's deadpan of the you know, head Elf is amazing. He's well, he's always amazing. I love that man. Yeah. But I just. I, we both were astonished because we thought, "Why the script doesn't make sense? It's totally illogical. It's, it's, it, uh, Zoe Deschanel or how do you spell it? Not certainly saying Zoe Deschanel is singing. You know, standing in a sleigh, you know, mumbling some Christmas song at the end, and suddenly everybody on a New York City street turns and hears her and just stands and starts. I, I was just going, what the hell is going on here? I think you're supposed to suspend belief. I try. I did for the first reel or two, and then it just broke. I just couldn't. You can only suspend your disbelief in so many different ways at the same time. Right, and like, then it becomes... You, you can accept the elf, but you can't accept the narrative not fitting together in any logical way. or Yeah, know, so I mean, so many gaps in logic that you're just you give up characters i mean he he walks she's singing in the shower and he walks into the bathroom and starts singing with her and she thinks that's really wonderful and cool and i i well I, she's upset at first until he says that she's a great singer and then she loves him she falls in love yeah. <laughs> just went over my head and that requires some disbelief i think another one you're going to hate me for which i think is one of the worst christmas movies ever is love actually oh my god i was just going to say it's my favorite I know, christmas I know movie <laughs> it i do is hate so you bad. Love i knew you were going to hate is, me i love that movie I it's a movie about love movie. i think we had to take barf breaks for oh my god no <laughs> but again the you script Hollywood makes critics, no i'm i'm like the the red tomatoes or 
the hot tomatoes. Or oh, the, no, believe me, I'm in I the minority. I love that movie. I'm in definitely in the minority on that one because I know people that tell me they cried and cried. I and cry cried. every time. There's a musical version at the the Annenberg Theater in Beverly Hills. I oh, love actually the musical. Good. I just saw it. I'll, I'll, I'll know to skip go. it then. You won't go. But <laughs> it's all about love and emotions. I mean... Yeah. Oh, it was so gooey and phony and just... Yeah, yeah, some of us like gooey. I had to wash my hands and face after that movie. <laughs> I just felt... Yeah. <laughs> um, but Listeners, I love Love Actually. I, I'm, I'm going to watch Love Actually this season. Well, I love Emma Emma, Emma Thompson, and she is... She has a heartbroken wife oh, I mean, a she's, cheating husband. She's That's, fantastic. She's yeah. always fantastic. So that was that was definitely something to you know to watch throughout it. But yeah, with the head, just, head of the house of Slytherin playing her husband, I'm blanking on his name right now. But uh, yeah, we know. just we just looked at each Alan other Rickens. going, "What is this? It's a romantic comedy." Oh. Fooey, fooey, fooey. Go ahead, say it, Ebenezer. Humbug. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. <laughs> no, I love Christmas movies. That one just, that escapes me. Yeah. That escapes me. Before you came on, we had two members of the clergy here, LGBT clergy, talking about paganistic rituals at the center of the Christmas story. And that for a lot of pagan people, in the dead of winter, in the cold of night, at the harshest time of the year, they always looked for hope. And hope was in, in, in the bonfire or the candle or the light in the darkness. And that that is at the essence of the Christmas story. I mean, a lot of these movies are detailing that's part of it, isn't it? Hope and love, actually. Hope? No, no, well, not necessarily love, actually, <laughs> but just some sort of hope or something bright or something. Oh yeah, meaningful yes. in the in the world well, of darkness, especially the world we well, find in ourselves most, in now. In most stories, whether they're Christmas or not, I mean, that's the, that's the basis of a successful story. But it's, um, yeah, I mean, there. It's I don't know what. Well, after the commercial break, we're going to talk about the Muppets. And you better not pan the Muppets, or I'm going to kick you physically out of the studio. (laughs) They're on our love list. Okay, we're going to come back with the Muppets. All right, we're going to commercial break. You're listening to us here on Sidebar with John Duran on the new Channel Q. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. You're listening to Sidebar with John Duran. We're getting all gooey, as Dennis called it here, talking about movies that make us emotional at the holidays. He called it gooey. I I, I like feeling gooey and sad. And I do, too, if it's melancholy. Merited. Yeah, if it's merited. <laughs> if it's supported when I'm watching. And I'm more of a Rotten Tomatoes sort of fan. What, we were talking during the break about The Bishop's Wife being one people should see. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's... I, I, be- I saw it once. I barely remember Are it. Are you kidding? It, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't remember who was in it. Who was in it? And Carrie Grant? Loretta Young, David Niven, wow. Elsa Lancaster. Wow. I, it's, I'm surprised I forgot it. I, yeah, I, I watch, that's one I watch every year. It's got incredible score. It's a great Christmas story. That's that's one of the great, great Christmas movies of all time. All right, hear that, Bishop's people? Wife. Not The Preacher's Wife with Whitney Houston and... I think. I've seen that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one is a little lacking, but... Uh, Bishop's wife is just completely charming and magical, and it's that's a that's an amazing movie. Okay, 
Was the preacher fire. was the preacher's wife a spinoff or a remake? It was a remake. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know the preacher's wife was a remake of yeah. the bishop's wife. It's a remake. Oh, I didn't know that. Hmm. Hmm. Boy, it was that memorable for you. Yeah. <laughs> I saw them both, and I don't remember either. Byron, you're looking at your list. Another one you want to? Well, we were going to talk about the Muppets, weren't we? Oh, yeah, the Muppets. With, when the Muppet Family Christmas actually features the song that you started out with, Need a Little Christmas, from Mame, and not Auntie Mame, but it's also in uh, Muppet Family Christmas, so if you want to see a bunch of puppets singing that. I love the Muppet specials. Well, yeah. that that Muppet Family Christmas special is another one that's just perfect it's it's a masterpiece the problem is disney when disney bought the rights to all the muppets they released a version of it that they cut out half of the songs because they didn't want to pay the music rights for oh them. my god so there's this great um family uh uh choir you know where they're all singing you know all together at the end and half the songs are edited out of it and it's really frustrating however there are some very wonderful people online on eBay that have made versions where they've edited everything back together and you could get the complete special um, on eBay and they're bootlegged but worth it hmm. and um, and it's so funny because people are if I wish studios realize this people are going to get these things whether they like them or not hmm. so just pay you know the extra you know Two hundred dollars for the song rights and release yeah, them complete, complete and, and you'll make more money because then people will will buy them. But that's definitely a must see. That that's a really wonderful, great, great special. Very funny, charming, very sweet, heartwarming. And the other one, of course, is John Denver and the Muppets, which um, hmm. also you can get great bootlegs of as well. That's that is a, another must see because I love John Denver. I always have, and and this. Again, is really very Christmassy. Very, it's something you could watch every year and never get sick of, and it's really wonderful. That's, These are all great ideas. Thank you guys for sharing. Oh yeah, and there's Christmas wouldn't be Christmas without Muppets in some capacity. Yeah, somewhere. So if you had to spend an afternoon with Christmas past or Christmas present or Christmas future, who would you pick? <sighs> well, Christmas future is too scary right now. <laughs> Christmas <laughs> present so is definitely too depressing. Um, I guess it's Christmas past. I guess it would be Christmas past. What about you, Byron? Does it have to be this lifetime, or can you go to other lifetimes? I guess you can go to other lifetimes. Oh, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, I just remember from the, I think the Disney Christmas uh, Carol that the Ghost of Christmas Present was the most fun. Yeah, he was he laughing. Was, all yeah, the he time. was laughing and eating, and there was more of a cornucopia feel to it rather than death and yeah, poverty. until he lifted his robe until, and you saw ignorance and uh, right two little scrawny little kids on his legs. That was frightening. Which is what we're living in right now. It is what we're living There's in. There's not right. much laughing going on in this Christmas present. Yes, no. yeah, and when it, we agreed at the top of the show, we are not going to mention the word. And I didn't. Uh, yeah, okay. And we're not going to talk about him at all. <laughs> no. But, um, no, that's a good question. But, yeah, I, I think the past would be just much more comforting. And because it's nostalgic and because of childhood and warm feelings, friends that are gone. Yeah, just yeah, just there were there were some great Christmases, you know. I mean, this year we're not even we we, there, we haven't even done any decorating. We don't even have a tree. We just minimal. Just I'm just not in the mood. Wow, not that's amazing! I, I would have thought you'd be all decked out with snowmen and Rudolph. You would and think, yeah. I would have thought. No, I'm just I just want to hibernate this one. I just want to fast forward, fast well, forward, I, fast forward. I put up my Dickens Village. That's all I've done so far. But my Charles Dickens Village is up, and I'm going to get my tree tomorrow. 
Oh, great. Not okay. too late, December 22, but I'm putting the tree up, darn it. Oh, good. What are you going to watch? What movie are you going to watch? Well, now that we've had this conversation, <laughs> I am definitely not watching the one with Geraldine Page because it sounds so depressing, I'm afraid. But it's one of those sweet <laughs> it's one of those sweet depressing ones where it feels good, you know, because it's it's very much about life. Um it's yeah, it's you'll be grateful at the end. Yeah, Poignant is the word, or trenchant, rather than depressing. You don't feel okay. depressed, you feel deeply touched. Okay, well, that's okay. I don't mind yeah, that. Yeah, it's soothing. It's very calming. It grounds you. Okay, so I need to rethink that That's one. why that's at the top of this, because it's. I think it's the most effective Christmas-wise. One more time, the title is... A Christmas Memory. Christmas Memory. With, with Geraldine Page. Page. There was a remake um, that my brilliant friend Dwayne Poole wrote, um, who's very talented, uh, that starred Patty Duke, but it's not as effective. It's you were friends of Roddy McDowell. You mentioned Roddy McDowell. Has yeah, one. which one? Christmas movie. Yeah, uh, he did a movie with Dolly Parton that's also very good, actually called Unlikely Angel, which huh. is available on DVD as well. And Dolly Parton, I mean, who does not like that woman? She everybody likes I mean, Dolly there's Parton. There's just nothing. There's just nothing about her that you can't like. She's wonderful. She's talented, and she's so sweet in this. She plays in. It's the typical story of an angel having to come back to try and and earn her wings to try and earn her angeldom on Earth. And um, Roddy is uh, the angel Gabriel, hmm. who's sort of her supervisor, and he's wonderful as always. But it's a great Christmas movie too. It's very overlooked, and um, you would. That one would be good to watch while you're putting up a Christmas tree. It's okay. very sweet, uh, very charming. Of course, you know, like I said, with the, with Dolly Parton and Roddy McDowell, how could it not be charming? Um, so yeah, it's. I would re- highly recommend. That's an overlooked one that I would definitely. All right. Recommend to you. Byron, anything you want to point out before in the last minute, the two we have remaining? Uh, I guess I'll just mention um, old classic Twilight Zone. There's an episode called Night of the Meek with Art Carney about an alcoholic santa claus who's sort of washed up and then finds out his his bag is filled with the exact presents that everybody wants and goes a around. department store santa department claus. store santa claus yeah. yes um and is able to give for a brief moment in time able to give them everything that they want and oh wow that's, that's really outstanding and that's available on dvd too that sounds amazing night of the meek night of the twilight meek zone from the yeah. 1950s twilight yeah zone. that was the second season i think it was the second season of twilight zone and it's um it's really great. That's I mean, well, Twilight Zone for crying out loud, but yep. it's terrific. Written by Rod Serling and Art Carney, of course. Um, but that's a that's a definite tearjerker. Wow, that sounds amazing as well. Don't watch that when you're putting up your Christmas. No, tree. that one I want to concentrate and actually pay attention. It sounds like yeah, it's yeah, very very good. Well, that's really good. Well, I'm I, thank you guys for coming by and sharing all these holiday specials and music and. Our Christmas pleasure. time. Thank you. Yeah. I hope it educated you in some slight it way. It did. It, I'm still going to watch Auntie Mame. Uh, even of though, course. Yes, I'm still going to watch Rosalind Russell. Cause we love her. Yeah. We love Auntie Mame. <laughs> and you could always pause it and then play songs from the musical while you're watching it. And then when <laughs> with they're the over. re-edited Muppets put back in and uh, with full song. And No, that's another one. Yeah, yeah that's Muppet Family Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is awesome, you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. My next guest, if you want to hear from him, is Dr. Christmas himself, Bob Pranga, who decorates all the Hollywood celebrity homes, all the malls, all the corporate headquarters. That is what he does for a living. He is known as Dr. Christmas, and he's a gay guy. Of course he's gay, but he just spews out Christmas dumb wherever he goes. So we'll be listening to him next. But I hope to have you both back sometime and come visit with me about the movies again. Of course. 
All right. Have a happy holiday to Byron and Dennis. We'll be right back after this commercial break here on the new channel Q. We heard from our two reverends this morning from the MCC churches and our two Hollywood movie buffs just left. And now we are here with the one and only Dr. Christmas, Mr. Bob Pranga. Bob, welcome. Hey, John. I, I love that I'm following a minister. I mean, really? <laughs> I mean, that we had to do something contrarian, right? You had to do two points of perspective here. <laughs> now, Dr. Christmas. How did you get the name Dr. Christmas? Where does that come from? Well, actually, it came from one of my clients because when I first started in the business, I was working 24 hours a day and I was calling myself the Christmas guy and one of my clients said well can you come over tonight and I said sure I work 24 hours and she said just like a doctor of Christmas and I thought well hey that sounded kind of cool it was better than the Christmas guy okay <laughs> and, and actually being Dr. Christmas got me into a lot of opportunities because when I first started doing this nobody told me you couldn't call TV shows and ask to be on them you know there was all this proper protocol and so one day I called Lisa Gibbons show and I got the receptionist and I said hey it's Bob Prang it's Dr. Christmas and she thought I was a real doctor so she put me through and the next thing you know I'm talking to Lisa Gibbons oh my gosh and she's like who are you and I'm like I'm Bob Pranga you know I said I'd love to be on your show and she was like uh okay <laughs> that's kind of how it went yeah. and what do you do as Dr. Christmas you tell, tell us the audience what you do well what we started out doing was um, my partner Debbie Starin and I we, we created this company because the initial idea was to give people their time back. Because I'm from the Midwest originally, and it saddened me to hear people say all the time, like, oh, I hate Christmas, here it comes, I'm just too exhausted. And we started to think, how can we do that and create the experience for them? And what it ended up turning into is this, like, over-the-top decorating service that caters now to private homes, to a lot of celebrities, uh, caters to movies, TV, film, and it's kind of grown from there. And so people start calling me like I'm the expert of Christmas now. Yeah. And, you know, I'm starting to look like Santa Claus anyway as I get older, <laughs> so we might as well do it, right? <laughs> you are the expert on Christmas, though. I've seen some of your work. You're all about glitter and glamour. and Well, I always like to say I'm number three in Christmas. There's Jesus, Santa, and then there's me. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. And this is something you do all year round. When do you start planning for the holiday season? Well, everybody always asks me, the number one question is, what do you do the rest of the year? Well, most of the time we're getting ready for the following Christmas because we're already on Christmas 2019. This wow. one's already put to bed. And it, we spend a year now because you know, in Hollywood, most of the movies are filmed in January through May for the Christmas films. And then we get involved doing a lot of the Christmas commercials, which are done in the middle of the summer, which is always fun to be standing there in, in, a, a, sweater. in a sweater at 110 <laughs> degrees with like. a cactus behind you. <laughs> and But we do Christmas all the time. Wow, that is so cool. What a cool job. It, it was a cool job. I, and I heard er, uh, earlier on your program, they were talking about Elf. Yes. And yeah, I know they were critiquing Elf. Yes, yes. But no. I want to say, well, we did the decorations for Elf. <laughs> so. I should have had you guys on together to go at it. I think your decorations in Elf were fantastic. Oh, it, you, I mean, it's not just me, obviously. That was a huge Christmas production. But yes, we did, yes, that famous snowflake room that yeah. you see. Oh, yeah, that was a fun that day. Was, what are some of your like most memorable clients or scenes or people that you've Well, created? you know, I, I 
the one great thing about this job is that I get to meet people I would have never met as an actor. Right. I mean, I find, you know, people are always wondering, how did a kid from Sturgis, Michigan end up sitting in Beyonce's living room? Right. Okay. Oh, wow. There's a lot of twists and turns, and that'll be coming out in a book. And I, I got a title for it. I'm going to run it by you. What do you think? I'm going to call it Dr. Christmas Tales from Under the Tree, Confessions of a Hollywood Ball Hanger. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But um, the clients, yeah, I've been, like I said, we had the opportunity to meet people like Beyonce. And, you know, recently we acquired, um, got John Legend, Chrissy Teigen. Ooh, wow. And that was indirectly because a couple of years ago we did the big Target commercial with the Nutcracker thing. Oh, yeah, I love that one. And they were stars of that. And I don't know how we got connected, but we did, which was really great. And they have been incredible people. I mean, everything you see about John Legend and Chrissy Teigen is true. They're very nice people. They're exactly who you see. Uh-huh. And that's not true of a lot of people, I, <laughs> myself I, included. <laughs> <laughs> You're always happy. You're like a fixture in West Hollywood. Everybody knows Bob Pranger. Used to be my neighbor way back when I lived oh in the Oh, my Mediterranean God. When village. they call you a fixture, it means you're old. Um, <laughs> I went Christmas shopping yesterday at Bloomingdale's, and this sweet girl came up to me, and I was looking at this jacket, and she goes, oh, are you looking for something for your son? <laughs> or your <laughs> like, oh, my. <laughs> Stop it. Oh. Yeah, so, yeah, but, yeah, we're a bit of a a fixture in West Hollywood, I guess. Yeah, you and I both. We've been around a long time. Yeah, yeah. I know. And there's stories, but that's not for this show. No, is that's it, not right? for this show. That's for John Duran after dark. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> he used to live on the third floor. Yeah, I know. The Mediterranean Village. Yeah, I used yeah. to give directions to several people. <laughs> And <laughs> oh, that's probably enough about that, Bob Prager. <laughs> funny. So you, you say, see, like Christmas is wrapping up. So you, what what is Christmas like for Bob Pranger personally? What are you going to do Christmas Eve, Christmas Day? You know, it's it's one of those things that it this year in particular was a little bit. It's just a little off. We know why. For the last couple, it's been yeah. a little off. Yeah. Um, but. Most of the time, I don't really get to do it, you know, truthfully. It's because we're generally working all the way up to Christmas, and then Christmas happens, and, and I know I'm going to sound like a sad sack, but I don't. I very seldom get invited to holiday parties, and I don't know why that is. Maybe because they think People I'm People assume on. you're doing something, I'm So, it, you know, I just, I'm like Judy Garland. I sit home by the phone. <laughs> just like... <laughs> Oh, you made me laugh. That was funny. <laughs> well, my last guest told me those great movies to watch. Bishop's Wife and uh, Christmas Memory with Geraldine Page and all sorts of great They movies. must be very old. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I just... Actually, I think they're our age. I hate to tell you. <gasps> yeah, I oh, know. no, 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 no. <laughs> we, well, I've been doing a lot with Hallmark Channel the last few years, and it, which has really been a great thing because, you know, they've, they've had... I've told years ago when I was sitting in with all these people in Hollywood, like, why don't you do a Christmas channel? And they looked at me like I had four ears. And now Hallmark <laughs> has done it, and Christmas belongs to them. But a lot of my friends, it's a great venue for writers, because mm. if they want to, no matter how good or bad, as long as you like to write the script where, you know, successful woman goes to her hometown, falls in love again with her boyfriend, and realizes that I don't need to be a big career woman in the city, I'd rather own a blueberry farm or something. <laughs> That's the plot of every Christmas special on Hallmark. (laughs) You know, it's like, but it works. It works. You know, people are just in the mood to see something happy. It's so true. I have the Hallmark channel on all the time. I I think I'm thinking Hollywood itself because there was this whole 
list of, they must have had terrible Christmases, these writers, because <laughs> you know, people were always being shot under a tree or drowning in the bathroom toilet or, you know, everything was a depressing, horrible thing. And right. my growing up wasn't like that. Yeah, mine was happy. Yeah, mine was very happy. Of course, we grew up in this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the time when all that Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer and all that stuff was very cool. Right. And so. Claymations. Claymation. Claymations. We love those claymations. I know. The kids out there are going, what? what? Is that a group? What? Is that a Pokemon? <laughs> it's got to be a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the producer here looks like he's 12, so maybe he knows. Do you know what Claymation is? <laughs> no, he doesn't know what Claymation is. Oh, aren't they pretty these days? <laughs> oh, I got it. It's so funny. And yes, I. by the way, gang, those of you that live in West Hollywood, Bob has been after me for years to change the holiday decorations on Santa Monica Boulevard, and we are finally getting to it because of your nagging. So thank you, Bob. It only God. took 20 years to get those hideous things down. In the, I'm sorry. We're the creative city. Come on now. I know. We need something besides the little white stars. They're not even white anymore. They're, they're not even white anymore. They're not even lit anymore. They're like, I don't know what they're doing anymore. And they're in the city budget. We're changing them. Because of Bob Pranga, because of Dr. Christmas. Because you know we're broke in West Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Beverly Hills is showing us up all over the place. And now, come on. That's true. I mean, sad. come on. <laughs> that is very true. We need to get with it. I agree. I mean, Beverly Hills is one thing. Yeah, you'll say it's a nice city, but I was just out in Riverside, and they're doing better. Come on now. <laughs> we got to. With all the gays in WeHo, we have got to. We've got to. I found this big ruby slipper decoration we can put in the middle of the boulevard, too. Wouldn't that be awesome? Right in, fr- yeah, right in front of Rage or something yes, really cool. Yes, Lorna Luft is a local. She's got a place in WeHo. We can bring Lorna. We'll bring her in. I mean, look at the press opportunities we already have. That'll be awesome. So you, you're going to call me, right? You yeah. at least yeah. offer me the like, Bob, maybe you should come Special and sit consultant. on a meeting. Christmas consultant, Dr. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're getting ready to go to commercial. I want to thank you, Dr. Christmas, Bob Pranger, for coming by and stopping by the show. Have a happy, happy holiday, Bob. Well, Johnny, it was always a pleasure. This is really fun. And, yeah. you know, I love radio because you don't have to wash your hair or do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Just show up. <laughs> I love it, too. Right. Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, we'll be back after the commercial break here on the Channel Q. Well, happy holidays, everybody. We're coming up to the completion of our two hours, and I hope you've enjoyed this day as much as I have, and young Jason here in the studio has. We've been laughing. All of our guests have been so delightful. We had uh, the Reverend Keith Mozingo and Reverend Lucia Chappelle from the MCC Churches uh, started our show talking about some of the origins of the solstice and the Christian holiday and, and what it means for LGBT people, especially this time of year. And then getting to hear Dennis Osborne and Byron Noreen talk about the presentation of the holidays in the movie making here in uh, you know fabulous city of angels and our number one industry creating dreams and creating stories and how all of these movies uh, seem to capture the in essence the same basic theme which is the light in the darkness or a bonfire in the middle of the harshest winter They're trying to find some relief from the harshness of reality and then of course Dr. Christmas himself Bob Pranga who just emits Christmas wherever he goes. He he doesn't look like Santa Claus. Well, maybe in a few more years he will, but he's just, uh, he is a jolly happy soul. Have you ever met Bob Pranga from West Hollywood? So what does it all mean for us as, as LGBT people? Now, I know 2018 has been a bear of a year, right? And in fact, next week we'll be here on the air. I'm going to call it Queer in Review 2018 instead of Year in Review, Queer in Review be talking about 2018 highlights and lowlights 
and what we all went through in the past year. But as 2018 comes to a close, I hope you'll reflect, as I am reflecting, on what's really important, what was really important throughout this year. Because despite all the twists and turns out of Washington, D.C. and the world, at the end of the day, we still got one another. We still got our closest friends and family. And I hope as you're thinking of the upcoming days that you will find that person or those persons that you want to spend time with and bring in some holiday cheer. Um, Because that's what it's all about. At least for my family, Christmas Eve, I will do what I've always done. This is going to be my first Christmas without my mother, sadly. We lost my mom in March. And so I know it's going to be a little bit of joyfulness, uh, saddled with some sadness at the same time. But that is life. And that is Christmas time. And of course, mom created all these traditions that we still celebrate and we will have on Christmas Eve. And she will be present. And I'm looking forward to sharing those Christmas tamales with my relatives and friends. And we'll do what we always do, which is to Christmas carol around the tree and exchange gifts on Christmas Eve. And then I will go to Midnight Mass at St. Thomas at Hollywood and Gardner for the retelling of the Nativity story, because that's one of my rituals and my traditions. And look forward to doing that. And then Christmas Day, I do what I've always done. My four high school friends, we've been friends for 40 years. We always gather at one of our homes and we bring in the new year and we celebrate the Christmas day. And of course, we're all a little bit older now, but being friends for 40 years, we know what's important. That's that the four of us gather no matter what. So I hope you will find that family, that chosen family, uh, whether it be your biological family or the family you choose to spend time with this holiday season and set aside the woes and the worries of the world because they're not really worth thinking about, especially this time of year. And like the paganistic people of ancient times and ancient cultures, that even in the harshest, darkest, coldest winter, there's always a bonfire, there's always a light, there's always a spark of hope. And as the days now turn and start to grow longer and the sun returns, at least to those of us here in the Northern Hemisphere, we'll be thinking ahead of the upcoming new year and what we have to look forward to. And we do have a lot to look forward to, right guys? Because as 2018 closes, we know that there is on the horizon a sense of justice, a sense of reckoning, a sense of certainty about where we are heading as a country and as a people. And we are going to be there because we are linked arm in arm to one another and we're strong and we're courageous and we are brave as a community and as a people. And that's how we're moving forward into 2019 as we always have with love central to the LGBT community and the feeling of family and support and comfort with one another as we take on the world. Whether the world looks like those relatives we're going to be spending time with the next few days, having to explain why we don't have a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever the questions are, they're going to be crazy. And of course, gathering back into our own families of choice over the holidays. So I do want to wish you all the happiest of holidays, however you celebrate it. Uh, Merry Christmas if you celebrate that. Happy Kwanzaa if you celebrate that starting December 26. Happy Solstice if you just celebrate the passing of the seasons. Hanukkah is behind us, but happy Hanukkah as well. And we look forward to being with you all next Friday as we do Queer in Review, a look back at 2018, the best and the worst, and uh, setting 2018 aside to ring in a happy new year 
as 2019 comes upon us. So happiest of holidays, everybody. Have a very merry, merry Christmas, and we will see you all next Friday here on Sidebar with John Duran on the new channel Q.